Northweather's got the steal. It was Oway that caused it. Yuzan all the way to the rack. Alley-oop, Tega, bumped, laid it in, and won! What do you know of the Big 12 tiebreaker scenarios? How much are you, are you like the rest of us trying to figure out no. where things fall? <laughs> I just know I'm trying to go uh, win this week. That's it. So, no. No. Strong no. Like, yeah. No. Hour three, T-Row in the morning show. Toby and TJ, A1 and Turkey Bacon, high of 73 today. Updated forecast for Saturday in Provo, high of 50, now a 50% chance of rain. That's a 50-50 in every way. Uh, Speaking of BYU, that's the opponent Saturday, 11 a.m. Central time. Uh, Two games to go in the regular season. Their head coach is Kalani Sataki. Five and five in year one in the Big 12. Two and five in the Big 12. Five and five their overall record. Got a nice win at Arkansas early in the year. Uh, four weeks ago, a really impressive pummeling of Texas Tech out in Provo. Since then, they've struggled. And uh, Sataki was kind of asked why at his press conference this week. So the mistakes are different. They're not the same. But they're mistakes all the same. Does that make sense? Like, there's still mistakes, and we've got to find a way not to do that. And I mean, I'm giving you have to understand we're going against a different beast here. These are these are teams that have been at this power five level way longer than we have. I'm not making excuses. I'm just telling you they're really good players. We're still looking at the the most difficult schedule in BYU history, and we're sitting at five and five with a chance to win the game and go to a bowl game. They got to win one of these last two to go to a bowl game, and they are. Uh... OU at home and Oklahoma State in Stillwater. It sounded so like the fans be were behind him, though, and appreciated what he was saying, so that's good. That was some, uh, that was some video that was playing there. Um, I feel like I'm a little more worried about this game than, yeah, the rest of the world. I don't, I don't know, like, I'm terrified of it. Like, I think they're going to lose or anything, but 
Everybody else seems to have chalked it up. Yeah, this is going to be an easy win. You have reason to have concern. I mean, OU hasn't played as well on the road this year, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah the last two road games they lost, if you were paying Correct. attention. Yeah, you have that right, yes. What concerns you? Like just the. Uh, uh... All right, I'll tell you. Okay. The last two road games they lost. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I think it's just one of those situations where. Uh, like BYU, I saw the like the news report when the first Big 12 schedule came out, and the headline was Oklahoma's coming to town. You know? A huge deal for them. And it's kind of their chance to save the season. They've lost three in a row, and that kind of worries me a little bit, like wounded dog situation here, you know? I just think that now, it helps it's not like 7 o'clock at night, okay? That helps. 10 o'clock in the morning, I can't imagine the atmosphere is too electric, but I don't know, maybe. I, I think it's a better environment than we know. How about that? I think that we're going into a better environment than we know, and they really are excited about this game. And Oklahoma's going to have to play well. Now, if they jump on top of them, if OU jumps out, they might go away. They might just say, you know what, we stink. Then they might, we might roll them. But I don't know. I'm a little, I'm a little worried. Worried's the wrong word. I have uh, uh, more reservations than maybe some others. Yeah, I mean, you're right. OU hasn't played well on the road. They've lost their last two. You're going into an environment that's probably going to be pretty good. You're playing a team that. Well, every team seems to play their best game of the year when OU's especially in their place. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about a team that is trying to get bowl eligible still and only has a couple of shots to do that. So, And they're getting uh, some guys back, it sounds like, mm-hmm. this week. Having said all that, there are teams that BYU's had over the years that would concern me much more than this one from what I've seen. Let them play above their head. Let them play, you know, their best game of the year, whatever. OU's still significantly better than they are, and don't play down to your opponent and go out there and do what you're supposed to do and beat them. Phew, there's a hair on my microphone. It's tickling my nose. It's because I have such a giant nose. Road games in the Big 12 for OU this year. You ready? I'm ready. At Cincinnati. How'd they play there? Played pretty well there. Uh, early mm-hmm. on, they had to pull away there. but Defense played pretty well. Yeah. At Kansas. Not well. At Oklahoma State. Not well. No, I'm agreeing with you. They haven't played well on the road. Chris I, think the, I think the two games that you just mentioned that they lost would have been significantly different if certain guys were on the field, too. Well, one guy was on the field. Dan? I think if he was there fully healthy on both those games, um, yeah, I think they win both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris reminded me of something Ted and Tyler were talking about last night. Uh, Chris Joseph said uh, it's an early game. You need to get a cougar tail when you get to the stadium. I've never heard of these before. But um, 
Apparently, it's it's the the deal out there. You heard of these cougar tails? I don't think so. Maybe, but if I have, I don't remember. Let me see if I can find. Uh, Google it up. Uh, these are like. I gotta these... get past my uh, McFlurry double cheeseburger story I'm on here. So hold on. Uh, it's like these giant donuts, maple donuts, that they sell there. Uh, they are 15-inch long maple donuts. Gross. I don't like a maple and donut. the students will take bites off of them and pass them around. Gross. <laughs> yes, Sean, we realize you've had a lot of cougar tail. Thank you. They also give – I was wondering who the first immature caller would be. <laughs> Uh, they also, after the first quarter, uh, take ice cream and brownies to the visitors. It's fans, really Visiting fans. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's nice. Yeah. I'm down for some ice cream and brownies. I'm not for a maple donut. So you're anti maple donut? Yeah, I don't like maple donuts at all. Mm-hmm. You write that down. I don't care. Okay. Write that one down. Anti- all caps. I don't like maple donuts. Maple donuts. Man, you're coming out against a lot today. <laughs> Um, just the taste. You don't like a maple donut? Yeah, I just don't like the taste. You like donuts? I like donuts. Yes, I just don't like maple. We just don't like maple donuts. All right. I think I could eat a cougar tail. <laughs> it's a donut. I should, I should, it's a donut. <laughs> what, what did you think? What, people were out there like, I bet Toby wouldn't eat a donut. Well, no, no, it's like a giant donut. Like, it's giant. Like, so I, but I think, I won't, I won't, I'm going to try not to have a whole one anyway. I can't promise anything. But uh, if those, I wonder if they have them, like, in the media area. I wonder if we can have some we can try. Pa- apparently, this is a BYU thing. Cougar tails. Anyway, I'll try well, one. Okay, I mentioned grab you Grab you one, and then all of you can nibble on your log together up in the booth. proud of yourself what's a maple log what do you want me to say oh, i want you to apologize to our listeners you're welcome listeners uh this is uh jared hufford iowa state offensive lineman jared hufford asked about texas coming to town this weekend it's definitely gonna be one heck of a farewell present you know i think especially they're gonna come in here on senior night in the dark you know I don't think they really know what is going to be coming for them. I think they'll have to come out and figure it out. But I think just uh, the cycling community names, you know, when it comes to night games, especially against Texas, you know, they've only, they've, what we beat them for out of the last five times they've been here. So they don't have a good record here. Uh, We have a very distasteful in our mouth for them. You know, we definitely want to send them off the SEC with a, with a loss on our end. But, you know, it's going to be a good game. Tell us more about that distaste for them. Oh, you know, it's just, you know, ever since I got here, it was Iowa and Texas. That was kind of the thing, and, uh, you know, the horns down all the time and whatnot. But it's just, you know, that program, much like Oklahoma, you know, they get all the big five-star recruits. They have all the nicest stuff in the world, and they just they just think they're, uh, you know, they don't stink, uh, put in layman's terms. But, uh, you know, they're just humans, and that's how I see them. You know, they're just people that have such a high ego that needs to be checked. There you go. Jared Hufford talking some noise in advance of the showdown with Texas on Saturday night. They're just humans with giant egos that need to be checked. (laughs) I don't mind that at all. And much like Oklahoma, they don't stink.
So, I don't know. This whole situation has put us in the awkward position of sometimes cheering for yeah, Texas. Yeah. But we can't do that Saturday. We no. need Iowa State. Go to Iowa win this State. Game, so. Jared Hufford, he's mad, TJ, because we got all the nicest things. Well, a lot that's of what nice happens when you win. Iowa State were built because of the because money of Oklahoma the money that, made this conference. And Oklahoma and Texas made them, exactly. Yeah. Well, Oklahoma specifically, yeah. Yeah, what had Texas done? Nothing. I take that back. I'm sorry. All Texas has done is be the sixth best team in this conference for the last 15 years. You're going to get me wound up again, Teach. <laughs> it's Oklahoma. It, the whole thing is riding on Oklahoma's back. Let me bring up a food item for here. 15 years. Better mood. We've been carrying this conference around like Samson, okay? <laughs> Get all mad at us. We put you down. Here, hey, there you go. Run along. Do something on your own. Uh, we're going to call you for pass interference. Get out of here with that. <sighs> I really need a cougar tail. 8.16 in the morning, 405-651-3439. If you'd like to text the show today, 405-651-3439. Any word if anything uh, has changed tiebreaker-wise this morning, TJ? Are we still, as far as we know, the same as, as it was last night? As far as I know, night? same as it was last night. Nothing new yeah. has come out. But we'll see. I'm sure by, uh, what, 4 o'clock today, something like that, we'll have as a different As the wind rule. blows, things change, That's ladies right. and gentlemen. So we'll keep you updated. We'll be back right after this commercial break. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. R.K. Blatt brings you this hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show. Been in business since 1952, helping small and medium-sized businesses all across Oklahoma and Kansas. Technology solutions including copiers, fax, printers, scanners, Document Management Network Solutions, and so much more. 405-943-9800 or rkblack.com. Clinton Tulsa says, Your mark has come out this morning and said in an interview that the Big 12 will be utilizing Rochambeau for all tiebreakers going forward. Rochambeau. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let's not say Texas has done anything. They won a national championship more recently than we did. I said the last 15 years, okay? I was very specific about that. When did Ch- Texas win? 08? Uh, no, it was before that. 05? 05. Okay, I'm right. You're if, wrong. Go away. Toby, if Iowa State wins out, do they go wee, wee, wee all the way to Arlington? No. Maybe, but other things well, have to happen. Maybe. Yeah. They Not definitely it, have they to need win out. OU or OSU to also lose a game. Iowa State needs to win both their last ones, which is a long shot, but they have to beat Texas and Kansas State and have either OU or OSU lose. Please keep that between us, okay? Do not notify our friend on Twitter. It will send him into a spiral that he may never escape from. I almost hate to mention it because I don't want the wait to be worse, but when in Salt Lake, you have to try Red Iguana. It's an incredible Mexican food fa- uh, place famous for the 13 different mole sauces. Wear a helmet, though, to protect that brain from that tongue slap. I believe it's sure. mole. 
Uh, mole. Mole sauce. Mole good. sauce sounds terrible. Well, <laughs> um, I didn't know what that was when I said it, so. I probably won't get to this time. We are going back to Provo for basketball and ba- baseball this year. And so I don't know if they have red iguana in Provo or not. Uh, but I would imagine the only meal I'm going to get to have there is dinner Friday night. And ma- and maybe that's a possibility. But I think there's a, a, like an event that we're we might be going to like a OU club of Utah thing or something. I'm not sure. So we'll see red iguana. I've, I've made note of it. I love good Mexican food. No more cougar tail for Toby. Lloyd says, quick, give Toby some sugar. You probably do need a Snickers. You haven't been yourself this morning. I think I've been okay. I think I've been fine. So why don't you mind your own business? <laughs> BYU bringing visitors a dessert. Not mad at it. Mm-mm. Uh, That's called hospitality, Teach. <laughs> Both Toby and Tyler, quote, not sure I'll eat the whole cougar tail, end quote. Teddy, quote, I'm about to set the world record for eating the most cougar tails, end quote. <laughs> yeah, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. <laughs> Will the radio crew be passing around cougar tail in the booth? Unlikely. All this I don't. I can't think of anyone in that booth I would like to eat after. So no. Maybe cut it up and in, into in pieces, maybe. This, but this person's worried. He thinks cougar tail sounds like an FCC violation. <laughs> I, mean, I, it. I, know. I know. I know. It's dangerous. <laughs> There's a simple way to settle this Big Twelve Championship game tri- tiebreaker controversy. Choose the right. two highest-rated teams by an average of the two major polls. All right. There you go. Give, uh, send that into your mark. Let him know. <laughs> Everybody's got a good idea. Guys, I would like to try my luck with gas station sushi with Bill Cosby on an island vacation with Jeffrey Epstein before I would indulge in a culinary gift from opposing teams during away games. Oh, come on now. <laughs> now, I probably wouldn't eat something that they gave me at, like, I don't know. I was going to say like LSU, but they make great food down there in Baton Rouge. I mean, I, I was invited to some tailgates when we were down there for baseball, and it was unbelievable. Like if some Texas fans at a Texas baseball game walked up and handed you food, would you eat it? More likely than like Texas Tech would be the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> I would not touch anything a Texas Tech fan handed me because I guarantee you it's laced with something. I'm not, I don't make a habit of eating any food that anybody just, like, hands me most of the time anyway, except at Rudy's. I got to tell you, dude, the Rudy's thing has been disaster for me this year. The people are so nice, TJ, but we cannot get through a week without somebody bringing cakes or cookies. Every time I show up, there's stuff waiting on me to eat there. And at the beginning of the year, I said, please, carrots and celery, carrots and celery. And they just keep bringing cakes and cookies and brownies and cakes and cookies and candy and brownies and cakes every week. And they're great people. They're nice people. I'm not complaining about it. But I've gained half the weight back probably just from Rudy. Oh, you have not. I've seen you recently. You look great. Uh, At least least a few pounds. Speaking of food, would you eat what Jamison Williams uh, uh, eats? Receiver for the Lions? What's he? He uh, set the... uh, Social media is ablaze yesterday, posting on, I think it was his Instagram. I don't follow him. I just saw this get 
put What's into his people's timelines. Uh, Jamison Williams, receiver for the Lions. His, uh, I guess what you would call his treat mill, his cheat mill. He goes to McDonald's, has a double uh, uh, McDonald's double cheeseburger. Doesn't sound crazy. With fries and a McFlurry. Normal order. Yeah, sounds good. But then he takes the McFlurry, takes the top bun off, dumps the McFlurry on his double cheeseburger, and eats the uh, McFlurry on his burger. The whole McFlurry or just, just a little bit? He just dumps a big blob on it and then puts the so bun back on So ice cream on the burger? Yes. What's your opinion before I give mine? It would be extremely messy because it would melt really quick and just run all over the place. I don't think it would taste terrible. It just, it doesn't seem like it would hold together well. It just seems like it'd be dripping everywhere. Like the McFlurry would just melt so quickly once you put it on there that it'd get all soggy. The bun would get all soggy. And so I don't think it would taste terrible and I'd probably try it, but. The thing about a a well-made McFlurry or anything in that regard is if it is good and thick, you know, it'll kind of hold for a bit. Yeah. But you're putting it on what's supposed is supposed to be a hot piece of meat. Now we're talking McDonald's, so <laughs> what'd you call me? <laughs> uh, no, I would never eat that on my own. Would I try it just like as a taste? Sure. Test? Well, that's what yeah, I'm meaning. I, yeah, I, I would it doesn't try gross it, yeah. me out necessarily, but that doesn't sound good either. Apparently, people were t- treating him like he was the devil yesterday for even suggesting this. Yeah, well, <laughs> you, know, you know, you know, social media goes. Once you stand up, you stand up. There was one fun comment that said, "This is why you don't score fantasy points, loser." Don't to Jameson Williams. Yes. Oh, nice. <laughs> you nice. know BYU will play a penalty-free game tomorrow sure. or Saturday. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. T. Row is spot on about BYU. You gotta play clean all four quarters. Levy can't. Uh, no, maybe I shouldn't read that. So, uh, a lot of people are concerned on here with you because they're worried if it sprinkles that Levy will change his game plan to all jet sweeps. So, yeah, that's probably going to happen. <laughs> Levy, uh, uh, what was he named? A semifinalist for the Broyles Award yesterday? Top assistant coach in college football? Yeah. Question. Uh, how do you feel about Levy? Love him? Would like to make a change there? What you, what oh, do you I don't know that I'm either way. I don't know Jeff that I Levy, love him. I don't know that program. I necessarily want to change. I, I'm i still watching this play out. You're middle of the road. You're I'm middle of the road, around. yes. Really... yes. Which I guess means I don't love him. So, If I told you today that I could get you a coach... Who would be top five next year in scoring and in total offense? Get rid of Levy today. Bring in this guy. Would you take it? When I say yes, you're going to tell me that's what Jeff Levy is. That's what Jeff Levy is! (laughs) (laughs) Why are you yelling at me? (sighs) Because it's just this conversation this year is just the most bizarre about Jeff Levy. All right, And I I agree. I'm not even necessarily disagreeing that he has made some mistakes. In the two losses, he definitely made some mistakes. And yet, he is also number four. Like, the OU offense is fourth in the nation in scoring and in total offense. 
and and in virtually every offensive category, and and Dylan Gabriel is going to run away with first team all quarterback in the Big Twelve and all this kind of stuff, and yet. Probably the two people that we hate the most on this team are Jeff Levy and Dylan Gabriel. Speaking of which, Caleb uh, from the 580 wants to know, uh, Toby, have you already touched on DG possibly staying next season? I personally Mm -hmm. want Jackson Arnold out there, he says. What a nightmare that would be for a lot of people, right? Like, oh, my God, please, no more Dylan Gabriel. Uh, Oh, you haven't touched on it. How would you feel about it? Well, great if Jackson Arnold ends up somewhere else. Like, you if mean, Jackson Arnold were to hit the portal, then yes, you would absolutely want Dylan Gabriel back. I think... You mean, he's not hitting the portal because Dylan Gabriel Right, staying. right, right. Yeah, I'm okay. just saying, yeah, if he did. Um, otherwise, boy, I don't think it would be terrible having a Dylan Gabriel going into your first season in the SEC. Now, well, Hang on a second. I think, Are you telling me you would... You would think it would be okay to have one of the top ten quarterbacks in the history of college I think it would be okay football? to have that experience. Passing yes. yards, passing touchdowns. Now, having a guy s- who's putting together one of the historic seasons in college football history this year, you would like to have him back? What are you, a moron? Yes, I am saying that. But I'm also saying it if that meant Jackson Arnold didn't leave. Like, if that meant he left, yeah. I'm probably saying I would rather see Jackson Arnold take his lumps then. I mean, listen. Not that you, you guys can't go are, out and record, uh, uh, you know, recruit, and you already have recruited some great quarterbacks that have been lined up for a couple of years. So, you guys are in recruiting way more than I am. Or most of you listening out there, you're really excited about this kid. I hope you're right. I hope I hope he's the greatest quarterback in OU history. But as far as I'm concerned, he hasn't done anything yet. I know what Dylan Gabriel is. Let me write this down. Toby hates Jackson Arnold. He's got to do. He's got to. He's got to do something before I'm going to crown him. You know what I mean? Like, do something. And and maybe he'll come in next year and light the world on fire. And I hope he does. But if if Dylan Gabriel wants to come back next year as a seventh year senior or whatever it would be, and Jackson Arnold would stay and learn behind him one more year or whatever. I think that'd be fantastic. Now, I know for some people that's nails on a chalkboard. They cannot wait for Dylan to get out of here and because Jackson Arnold's going to take over and take us to new heights. And I hope you're right. That'd be great. I hope you're right. Maybe you are. Maybe you are. That's a lot of faith in a guy who hasn't played college football. This person has your back. Says Dylan Gabriel is about to earn first team all Big 12 QB, possibly a Heisman finalist, owns the school record for most TDs in a game, is top 10 in NCAA passing yards, and people want him gone. Face palm emoji. We'll be back. The Ref Radio Sports <laughs> Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Moments ago, Big 12 office announcing touchdowns are only worth five points this weekend for teams who play in the mountain time zone as road teams, as road teams only. That uh, that wasn't a a change, they're just clarifying, yeah. Clarifying, that's always been the case apparently, but there's some confusion out there. Road teams in the mountain time zone touchdowns are worth five points this week. 
Okay. Make note. TJ, I need you to not put any of this on podcast today. None of the show on podcast today. I feel like there either could be uh, some things that could be uh, held liable for or held against me in the future. So none of this needs to go on podcast today, okay? All right. Well, I won't put it on there then. At least not until the 9 o'clock Either, If you do, I just need every, if you do, I need everybody out there to promise not to listen to it. Okay. Gracious. <laughs> By the way, did you know that Ozzy tried to FaceTime you during that last commercial break? Did he really? He's not very good at the uh, camera work, though. He was just all blurry, but I could see his little blurry face. So. Oh, my goodness. I apologize yeah. for that. We've been, every once in a while, he'll just grab the phone and start FaceTiming people. <laughs> hey, have you ever finished Big Brother? Yes, uh-huh, oh, okay. a few nights ago. What did you think? We haven't talked about it. I thought the final two played out the way that it should have with this season, and the winner, they got the correct winner, even though I wanted the other guy to win. I wanted uh, Matt to win. We can say it. Jag won. Jag you won. wanted Matt to win. Yeah. They got rid of Bowie. Yes. It is oh one of the... Oh, my God, I'm just happy to be here, Jerry. I didn't even know that I could be on the jury like this. I don't my fun. Oh, I'm in so much fun. I did that with very large teeth. <sighs> were, were you like me, like at the end where something about, like the last head of household, they were like, if, if Bowie wins head of household, she will have won the most head of households of anybody this year. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah, I was too, yes. <laughs> no way. Um... It was one of the few big brothers lately where it's got down to the end and you're like, yeah, that's about right. That's who deserves to be there. That's who deserves to win. That's about right. And I was really proud of Jag when he selected Matt because I knew there, I knew yeah. he knew he had some votes, that Matt had some votes. Um, but he did the right thing, and I, I appreciated that. So Here's where I, where, here's the only problem I have with Jag. He deserved to win. I'm glad he won. He played a great game. All he needed to do, because he his personality completely changed when it came time to <laughs> telling why he deserved to win. Because you're all suckers, and I destroyed you all. I am the mastermind he of even all. Got, he even got mean to Matt. Yeah, you know, like he like all of a sudden he became vicious. All he needed to do was Matt saved me. I'm thankful for that. And then I turned around and saved him twice in the yeah. last two weeks. Yeah, that's all he needed to do. But he, like, went, yeah, he got mean. He went, he'll turn. He'll turn in the uh, WWE. <laughs> you're in the house because of me. And you're in the house because of me. And you're in the house because of me. And this guy's only here because of me. And I rule the world. I'm one of the greatest players of all time. <laughs> I'm Jack. <laughs> he did drop the, I'm one of the greatest players of all time line. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd this guy come from? <laughs> He deserved it. Hey, He's been I working told on that you, for a while. When you didn't like him, how much uh, people loved Cameron. They loved him. He was America's I know. favorite. I was shocked about that. I wasn't. Everyone loved Cameron. He was the best man. I loved him. Uh, I couldn't believe it. I thought for sure uh, Suri would win favorite. But uh, poor Suri. How many how many uh, game shows has she been on now and That's not one? Five, I believe. I think four times on Survivor and that, so five. Maybe three on Survivor. I had to but really, it's a lot. I, I had to really, really anger the Survivor community when she came out and said Big Brother was tougher than Survivor. Yeah, I think it probably uh, did. I bet that did not go over well at all.
I'm watching the uh, ref listener map right now, mm-hmm. and like when we started this segment, there were like five thousand dots, and we're down to three. All this Big Brother talk has turned oh. everybody off. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, what? Something did nobody's stream. listening. I thought anymore. the streaming went down, and you were just letting me know. Hey, go check. Now the they're listening. You know where they're listening, TJ? They're listening in our future home, SEC territory today. Spring Hill, Tennessee. War Trace, Tennessee. I'm telling you, we got a whole War like Trace. O- I've never heard of War Trace, Tennessee. That's we cool. got a whole OU community in Atlanta, Georgia. I don't know what the deal is there. Birmingham, Alabama. That's got to be our buddy uh, Joe's, right? Niceville, Florida. Jacksonville, Florida. SEC country. Orlando, Florida. St. Cloud, Florida. All the way down here on the coast. What do we got here down on the coast of Florida? This is a Jupiter. Palm Beach Gardens, West Palm Beach. Uh, let me go back over here. Mississippi, listening. That's SEC country. Pearl, Mississippi, Teach. That's the south right there. Madison, Mississippi. Arkansas, Little Rock, Arkansas. Jonesboro, Arkansas. Rogers, Arkansas. What do we got down here? I mean, you know, millions in Texas, two millions in Oklahoma. They're all over. Listening to the ref this morning. Thank you, Ref Army. Keep multiplying. TJ, who brings us the Ref Army? That would be Affordable Door Company, your full-service garage door company, residential, commercial, service and repair, garage door openers. They do it all. They are the official garage door company of the Ref and Sooner Athletics, 405-635-9499 or affordabledoor.net. George Stoya has put out this morning – uh, he's trying to simplify it for everybody. Uh, what needs to happen now for OU to get in? Tell me if you agree with this, because I haven't worked out all the, uh, all the, uh, you know, formula and everything. So I don't know if he's right about this or not. But he says one of these three things needs to happen for OU to get into the game. Number one, Texas loses to Iowa State. We know that. If that That's happens. Correct. We're in. Option number two. Texas loses to Texas Tech, and Iowa State beats Kansas State. That happens, we're in. That one seemed far-fetched. Option number three, OSU loses to either Houston or BYU. And that's the end of the list. One of those three things happens OU's in. I feel like there's probably another permutation out there, but maybe not. Maybe it's that simple at this point. None of those options really matter because Iowa State controls their own destiny. Take a lap, okay? Take a lap. (laughs) Burke boy. Burke boy. Burke boy. 847 in the morning. We'll take a break. Chris Plank joins us to wrap it up next. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com. It is time for The Crossover with Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. Brought to you by Orthostat. Injuries aren't convenient, but Orthostat is. Orthostat, convenient orthopedic care. Seven days a week, no appointment needed. Now, with the crossover, here's Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. I got a question for you guys. Actually, three questions for you guys. Oh, shoot. Uh, Dylan Gabriel. Uh, hang on a second. Hang on a second. 
that Boomer? Dylan Gabriel. No, that's uh, that's uh, Ozzy. Ah. Uh, Boomer passed away a couple years ago. But I thought you okay. renamed him Boomer. I thought that was the name when you got him. Yeah, his name was Boomer when we got oh, him. Renamed, oh, renamed but you changed it. Well, aren't I a terrible yeah. person? Okay, go no, ahead. I'm good. sorry. Ozzy, Ozzy, I'm live on the air. <laughs> he right is now. upset over this clarification on the tiebreaker. Not happy with your mark at all this morning. <laughs> uh, Dylan Gabriel needs 208 yards Saturday to pass Luke Folk into ninth place in college football history. Does he get it? 208. Yes. Oh, maybe by the end of the first half. He needs 334 yards to pass Baker Mayfield Ooh. into eighth place in college football history. 334. Yes or no? Uh, does he get it on Saturday? That's – I don't know how much it's going to rain. If it if it's the 50-50 and you get the 50, it doesn't rain, then yes. I would say – I would say – I'm going to say yes, he does. Yeah, I, I will too, but – Based on what I was watching in prep for BYU, and I don't know, Coach said that they're getting back some, um, they're getting back some guys. Are they getting back a whole new defensive line? Because Iowa State made them look like it was a high school team versus a peewee team. Lean so on the run. I, what that's saying? what I'm. I think that this could be a game where Oklahoma should be able to name its number on the ground. Okay. But again, I you thought need- that against UCF too. He needs 394 to pass a guy that's having a bad week, Kellen Moore. No. Who got fired at Buffalo? Uh, Ken Dorsey. Ken Dorsey. Close. Ken that Dorsey. was Miami v. Boise State. I see what happened there, T-Rail. Kellen, Kellen Moore, sorry. 394 to pass Kellen Moore to get into seventh. That's mm. a big number, but he went for 400 last week against West Virginia, so it's not completely out of reach. He's going to get there, though, within the yeah, next eventually. two weeks. Yeah, yeah. I would say if he plays only three more games – so they don't go to a Big 12 championship, right? And he's, you know, what do we say, 300 a game? So right. 900-ish yeah. would put him in sixth place all time. That would move him past Falk, Mayfield, Moore, and Ty Detmer into sixth. If he got a Big 12 championship game, he'd probably, with a, with a you know, decent games all along the way, he'd probably be fifth. He'd probably pass Sam Hartman at that point. Now, here's the interesting thing. If he comes back next year, he still might not catch Case Keenum. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, he might. It would take a good year. He might. It, it would be a storyline all year. Like he, him chasing the all-time passing record in college football history would be a storyline, but it's not a given. Case Keenum has nine all-time passing leader years. and becomes a doctor all in the same year. That'd be great. <laughs> a lot of people go for seven years to college. <laughs> They're called doctors. Um. Yeah, that's wild, man. I still I still go back to the preseason media day presser when Jeff Lebby said Dylan Gabriel's, you know, gonna become a top ten passer and career yardage. And at that moment, everyone in that presser kind of looked at each other and was like, really? <laughs> and then you look at the numbers and you're like, my, my goodness, he absolutely is. So here's a here's another fact for you. Dylan Gabriel, by the end of this year, very well he could. He could you know, they're probably gonna have to go to the Big Twelve championship game. But he could end up in the top five. OU could have two of the top five all-time career passing leaders in college football history. And a lot of Suter fans can't stand either one of them. Oh. Landry Jones and Dylan Gabriel. <laughs> Landry and Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> Not uh, a lot. A few. I shouldn't say a lot. A few. What's up with you today, Chris? I am. I'm curious. So, Toby, let me ask you this. 
if Iowa State wins its last two games and then yeah. Oklahoma State happens to split its last two – no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I think I, I think this yeah. discourse has been one of my favorite things in the history of the T-Row in the morning show. And then to have it carry over to where you made the mistake of kind of dabbling that toe. I'm going to guess maybe into Twitter a little bit more than you typically do. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mistake. Welcome to our Hades, Toby. Welcome. It's a fun place, I isn't got it? drug into it yesterday. I saw like, that. He won't at me with his big beak. <laughs> Saw that. <laughs> like what? What? It's just you get uh, you get people so set in a way that they believe. It's like, well, here's the facts of it. It's like I don't care. I don't care what your numbers say. Stats can mask so many things, or tiebreakers can do this. I I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm I'm kind of hot about the whole tiebreaker thing. And I was listening. I think part of it I blame Teddy because of how he was laying it out yesterday. Does it make a little bit more sense if those three teams ended up tied? Absolutely. I think everyone agrees with yeah. that. Yeah. But then it's a legitimate change. It's not a clarification. I'm listening. Uh, I won't fire you up, Toby. I want you to have a good day. So I, th- I'm i diving into this because I haven't had a chance to talk about it Let coming up it, next. It just Let It's not it. a clarification. And the fact that they said it's a clarification is absolutely trying to say we're a bunch of buffoons and we don't pay attention. In conclusion, <laughs> TJ – Loves John Travolta. He did say something funny today. Anti-Boy Scouts, anti-Maple Donuts, anti-Drake Stoops. <laughs> Not that anti-Drake Stoops for the Boy Scouts. <laughs> that was our show today. Go Thanks have a for Snickers. listening, everyone. Today. We'll try it again tomorrow. Have a great Wednesday, everybody.